Welcome back to another episode of the Champion Forum Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hancher, and on today's show, we discuss the value of collaborative feedback. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Well, welcome back, everyone. Today, we continue the series on feedback. I hope you enjoyed the show with Mike Weinberg. We obviously took a little bit of a pause to celebrate the launch of his book, and I have no doubt it's going to help quite a few people. But we are back in it. We are back in the series of feedback. Uh, Very excited uh, to get all the feedback from many of you listeners in regards to this series. You know, when you think of feedback, feedback Feedback is really the essence of what makes things go. Think about who you are as a person today. You literally are who you are based off of feedback that you have received. I didn't even say the feedback was good. I didn't say it was bad. But you've been given feedback literally since the time of your birth. And it's helped shape who you've become. For some, that can be very negative. Maybe you were bullied on the playground. Uh, For others, uh, you know, you had leaders that poured into you, that pulled out greatness in you, whatever it might be. But feedback is a catapult to get people to where they need to go. And as leaders, we have to embrace it. So in this series, we're covering many aspects of feedback, why we should do it, why do why do leaders avoid it, and how to overcome the mindset of that, and then the multiple types of feedback. So we're going to continue that discussion today. It, it, this feedback thing, it's an essential component of leadership, and it's not just about providing feedback to your team. But it's also, as a leader, actively seeking feedback from your team. This is two-way communication. And this two-way communication can be a game changer for leaders at any level. So let's start understanding why collaborative feedback is so crucial. You know, a few weeks back, we talked about directive feedback. We talked about the pros and cons. Uh, Today, we're going to talk collaborative feedback. Collaborative feedback, what I love about collaborative feedback, and it's one of my favorite forms of feedback, is because it fosters a culture of open communication. It screams continuous improvement. When leaders are actively seeking input from their team members, they're they're building trust, and they're creating an environment where everyone feels heard. This is, this is very important as you're building culture and you're building a leadership brand. And what this does is it in turn leads to increased morale, it increased productivity, and by the way, innovation, because now there's communication. There's, hey, have we ever thought about doing it this way? Have we ever thought about doing it that way? And let's not sleep on this morale thing. Uh, everybody's in the battle for uh, labor, staffing, all of these things. You know, you could have the best recruiting program in the world, but if you have low morale, uh, you got a hole in the bottom of the bucket and it's leaking. Collaborative feedback, it increases the chances of the two-way conversation, which is great if you want behavior change on your team. It's also great if you want to promote a coaching culture. I love the coaching culture because coaching, leading, mentoring, um, leadership wears many hats. We know this. 
And for those of you that have ever been endeared by a leader that coached you, this hits different. That's not me saying be soft and just, you know, give everybody an attaboy and, hey, you're doing a great job. No, it's this balance of heavy deposits, heavy withdrawals. But coaching says I'm coming with you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to give you feedback. When you take this approach, you're asking questions versus giving statements. Remember, directive feedback, we're giving statements and there's times to do that. But in collaborative, we're thinking questions. This tells the other person that you want to include them in change and you want to include them in progress and and also, by the way, improving their deficiencies. And yes, you can ask questions to somebody to help them improve in their deficiencies because feedback in its essence is to change course, change behavior, to improve the next state, to improve the next position. And we can do this to highlight somebody else's deficiencies. It's a great approach to use with peak performers as well. Um, or maybe anybody on your team that's naturally defensive. We all have those people. By the way, why are people defensive? There's a host of reasons. They're insecure. They hate to be wrong. You, You could go down the list, but we all have the defensive person on our team. Hopefully you have peak performers on your team as well. Collaborative feedback is a great way to go about uh, communicating with these two uh, camps of people uh, because they're naturally uh, on guard. Uh, peak performers, they, don't, they do very little wrong. Just ask them, right? They, they have all the trophies. When you're collaborating, what you're helping them do is get them to the answer. This is what we want. Everybody has deficiencies, even the peak performer. And when we're thinking questions, we're giving them a gift. You all hear me talk about it. It's become kind of funny and cliche with my brand. But I talk a lot about bad breath as an example because we can all relate. We've all been there. Um, If I go up to somebody and I say, hey, if you ever had bad breath, would you want me to tell you? Of course, a high percentage of people would be like, yeah, of course I wouldn't want you to tell me. I've just collaborated with them. I've just set the table for future hard conversations because the day's coming that that person's going to have bad breath and you're going to go up to them and you're going to say, hey, remember a few months back you told me, uh, or a matter of fact, you could say, you asked me to let you know that if you ever had bad breath, you wanted me to tell you, well, today's the day, uh, start chomping on this gum or this mint, right? Now I'm giving them a gift of feedback because of the collaboration that's already happened. Collaborative feedback is also a tremendous way to lead up and influence your own boss. So if you're listening and you have a boss, a collaborative feedback is the way to go. Rarely um, should you be using directive feedback with your boss. Have you ever used direct feedback with your boss? Uh, that always doesn't work out so well. And not something I would recommend. And I don't care what kind of relationship that you have with your boss. Uh, You shouldn't be, uh, I would say, the majority of time, you should not be using directive feedback with your boss. Collaborative, though, absolute money. Think of it. You're you're having a a one-on-one with your boss. They're asking you at the end of a great conversation, hey, Jeff, do you have any questions for me, any feedback for me? And I'm like, you know what, boss? Um, Thanks for asking. Um, I guess I guess to wrap up the meeting, if there was ever a time that you weren't acting in a way uh, that models the type of leader that I know that you want to be, would you want me to tell you? 
Of course, Jeff. Of course, I would want you to tell me. Um, you know, I'm always looking for feedback. I'm always wanting to, you know, get better. And you're like, fantastic. And they're like, hey, why? Is something wrong? Is something on? Oh, no, no, nothing. Nothing at all. Um, I just want you to know that I'm I'm here to, you know, help you see your blind spots. And I believe in your leadership. I believe in your brand. I believe in what we're building here on the team. And I just want to be an extra set of eyes for you. Wow, Jeff, appreciate that. Now, time out. We're in a role play here because some of you right now are like, Jeff, if I ever went to my boss with that, like you don't know my boss. Hey, look, role plays are picture perfect. Use your own, um, you know, sensitivity with this. But what I'm telling you is set the table because at some point your boss is going to go off the rails. You know, they're going to they're going to be tempered because we missed the numbers for the month. Uh, they might yell at somebody. They might slam a door. I, I hope none of these things happen. But you get my point. And then you go into the boss's office and you say, hey, you remember a few months ago you, you mentioned to me that if there was ever a time, uh, look, today's that day. Um, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I wanted to give you this feedback because I know how important your leadership brand is and I surely wouldn't want us to lose any traction based off of what you've built so well. Check that out. I want you guys to try that. Communicate that with your boss. Have they given that liberty? Are they a collaborator? If they've opened up that dialogue with you, I want you to try that because what you've just done is you've just given your boss a gift, the gift of collaboration. Now, you can imagine going about this directive. The boss is tempered, whatever, says something, uh, cusses somebody out in a meeting, God forbid, whatever it might be, and you barge into the, the boss's office and you say, look, that attitude's got to change. I can't believe you're acting this way. I can't believe you said that. That's not going to go well. This is that scenario of you can be right and lose. You can be right and not gain any traction. Go collaborative and see how that changes the dynamic. Most of the time, when you give feedback, you, you have outcomes in mind, don't you? You know, you know, as a leader, when you're going to give somebody feedback, whether it's somebody that's reporting to you or you're giving feedback to your boss, you have an outcome in your mind. And more often than not, it's because you want something or someone to change. Change happens when there is true engagement from everybody involved. We've all heard that person say, uh, hey, uh, Jeff, I gave, I gave them feedback. They're just resistant. Have you ever heard yourself say this maybe even? I know I have. But was the feedback given in a manner that led to engagement? It's not that you gave feedback. It's how you gave it. Some of you are like, no, I'm good. I'm giving feedback. Well, the question is, are you gaining traction? Is, is positive change happening? Is the behaviors changing that you desire to see changed? Because if not, you're going to be an excuse maker. I gave them feedback and they're resistant. Now I bring out my stick. Now I make people bleed. HR, get in here. Tell me how I get them off my team. No. Think about the manner that you're giving feedback. Who is your audience? What type of feedback should I be using? What type of questions should I be asking to get to a proper end? The goal of this style of feedback, this collaboration, it's to guide the other person to the right conclusion on their own, which is why it's great for a peak performer. Peak performers don't like to be told what to do. They like to get there on their own. If any of you have a strong-willed child, you know what I'm talking about. 
No, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. I mean, it's like they've been trying to tie their shoe for 35 minutes, and you're like, here, let me help you out. No, 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 I'll do it. Well, guess what? That carries on into adulthood, as you well know, as a leader. But this this level of communication, it also allows for healthy discussion, and it earns you the right as a leader to help guide them in the right direction based off of how they're responding to the questions that you're asking. So how do we go about doing this with our teams? Here's, here it is, full stop. You ask great questions. Leaders, I can't implore you enough. If there's something you have to be great at as a leader, it's asking great questions at the right time. And this is hard. I'm not, I'm not painting it as easy. Jeff, you said ask questions. I'm just asking questions. I'm just throwing it on the wall. We're going to see what sticks. No, asking great questions to know what type of outcome, to know the person in front of you. How are they going to receive it? And these questions should be very thought of, thought through in, in every area of that person's development and growth. Because you think about the people that you're leading. How many different areas of influence are you trying to generate with them? It's endless. There's personalities. There's development. There's career mobility. There's general feedback. There's visionary feedback. There's all of this stuff. You can't just lead people one way. It's not a results-only environment. I don't care what you've been told or what book you read. Uh, Leadership covers a lot of ground. So I want to give you some examples on the show today that you can literally take into your one-on-ones with your team. And and let's break them down by segments. The first segment is just general feedback. And think of these scenarios of you're either in a team meeting or you're in a one-on-one with a direct report. So let's start with general feedback. Here's a couple questions that you can use. What can I do better to support you in your role? That's a good one. Here's the other one. Do you have any suggestions for improving our team's communication? Now, these may not be applicable to your exact team, but think about these questions. What type of responses might you get? The second category that you want to be giving feedback to is performance and development. This applies to everybody on your team. Here's a few questions to try. How do you feel about your recent performance? What went well? What, what could have been improved? Now, listen, here's, here's an important thing on this question. You don't just ask this question when they blew an assignment or the project went poorly. Because if you do this, what they know is they're being set up for uh, some really tough feedback. So get into a cadence that you're doing this all the time. They just hit a grand slam, right? And you say, how do you feel about your recent performance? What went well? What, what, and what could have been improved? I don't know, boss. I just hit a grand slam. That's pretty good, right? Oh, listen, hey, I'm thrilled. But you know me. You know me, Johnny. I'm always looking for incremental improvement. By the way, high fives on the, on the grand slam. But how could we even do it better next time? What you're creating is, a, is an atmosphere of positive discontent. We can always get better. And they're not looking for the gotcha. I gotcha. Here's the second question in performance and development. Do you feel your current workload is manageable or do you, do you feel like you need any adjustments? Now, I know what some of you are saying. Jeff, have you lost your mind? There's no way I'm going to ask one of my people if they feel their current workload is manageable. We're down 15 people. Everybody's already overworked. I already know what they're going to say. I know that. 
That's what I'm saying. Have the conversation. So many times people hide behind this question because they already know what they're going to hear and they don't want to face the music. Do not allow that to be you. Even if you know that you have just opened Pandora's box, open it up and have the conversation because you can either have the conversation now or you can have it in their exit interview. But you're going to have this conversation, I promise you. The third area that you should be looking for feedback and giving feedback to is the dynamic of your team. Here's a few questions to try. How would you describe our team's working dynamics? <clears throat> and is there anything we should address or change? The second one is, are there any conflicts or challenges within the team that you think we should resolve? So basically, you're saying, look, can you be another set of eyes and ears for me? And it's also telling your team that this is important to you. It's telling them that they have a voice on this team. Always ask questions around team dynamics and collaborate with that. The fourth area is goal setting, which if you've been in performance management, you know this is big for me. Here's a couple questions to tackle. Are there any specific projects or initiatives you'd like to be more involved in? Folks, I love this question. If you've been any, in any of my workshops, you know I talk about the value of a leading contribution. It's a great way to engage people that want more out of their career. You don't always have the right answers. By asking this question, what you're doing is you're putting people in the, their strengths and their desires. This is a great way to retain and endear people. The second question under goal setting how can we align your personal development goals with the team's goals? Here's why I love this one. If you ask somebody just the first question and you don't follow up with like the second question, you're going to get things like, so let's go back to the first question. Are there any projects or initiatives you'd like to be more involved in? Well, boss, I'm glad that you asked. I'd like to be part of the, I'd like to create a fun committee. And I have this idea of having small ponies at the office every Friday that we ride around and, you know, just to take a break from the action. And you're like, oh my gosh, what in the world is going on? That's why the follow-up question is so important. How can we align what you just said with the team's goals? Because look, not everybody's going to get what they want. This isn't Burger King. You don't get it your way all the time. But what I am saying is I want your voice. I want your feedback. There's no way in God's green earth that we're going to rent small ponies and have them run around here on Friday. That's never going to happen. But I like where you're going. I like your thoughts. Now we got to figure out how we can line up some of this initiative uh, and modify that so that it lines up with our team goals. Now we get into things about you, which is the fifth category, which is leadership style. I know you're a rock star. I know you're an amazing leader. I know you have the popular vote. I know everybody loves you, whatever it might be. Ask the questions anyway. Matter of fact, these questions are best asked when everything is going well. And don't shy away from them when everything is not going well. Here's two questions to try. How do you perceive my leadership style? And are there any adjustments you would recommend? Now brace yourself and get ready because you're going to get kicked in the shin. There, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to say something. And by the way, side note, do not allow yourself to become defensive when you ask these questions. Just listen and thank them for the feedback. Don't say they're right. Don't say they're wrong. 
just thank them for the feedback. It's not about them being right or wrong. It's about getting feedback because feedback is what? It's a gift. The second question about your leadership style. Is there anything I should start, stop, or continue doing as your leader? Sometimes people know best how they could be led better. They know. You're going to them with a directive approach. They need a collaborative approach. Um, You're going one way. They feel like you're teaching them by uh, giving them exams, and they're like, I learn better by role-playing. You just don't know what this might look like. Ask the question. The next area is career growth. Here's a couple to try. Where do you see yourself in your career in the next one to two years? And how can I assist you in achieving those goals? The second question, what type of professional development would you find most beneficial? Think about these two questions. Think about retention. Think about all the turnover you've had in the last 18 months. It's a proven fact that people that feel like they're progressing in their career and in their personal growth, or or I'm sorry, their professional growth, are more likely to be loyal to you, the leader, and more likely to stay. Notice I didn't say money. Why is that? Because people have, the majority of people, have an innate desire to advance, to grow, to have the skills to build wealth. So try these two questions and let that open up. It may also foster uh, a good portion of your training and development uh, and how they consume information. Then the seventh area, suggestions for improvement. This is always good because we can't have the, the mantra of we've always done it that way. Here's two questions to try in this category. If you were in my shoes, what changes would you make to enhance our team's performance and satisfaction? Who knows what you're going to hear when you ask this question? The second question, are there any tools or resources you believe would help our team succeed? And again, brace yourself because they're going to be like, I think everybody should have iPads. Um, You know, I think everybody should have brand new uh, HD webcams. I think next thing you know, it's like, my gosh, the budget is spent. I can't believe this. Ask the questions anyway. If you're fearful of that, Tee it up by saying, look, I got a few questions to run by you. I want to get ahead of it, though. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm probably not going to be able to do everything, but I'm going to take note of everything, and I'm going to advance with some of our best ideas. Fair enough? And then you move on. And then the next one and the last category we're going to talk about today is future vision. Future vision is huge. This is where this innovation piece comes in. You probably have competitors in your space, in your industry, in the town that you're in, whatever it might be. This future vision collaboration with your team and the individuals on it is what's going to give you the innovation to maintain a competitive advantage. Here's two questions to try. Where do you see opportunities for innovation or growth in our department or organization? I can tell you this, of all the innovations I've seen in my career, the best ones came from the front line. They're doing the work. They're the ones that are creating things that didn't exist before because it's a better way. The second question is, what can we do to ensure that our team remains successful in the long term? Wide open. Now, there might be people that are like, I have no clue. I 
I don't know. I was hoping you would tell me, right? Now, this may be foreign to a lot of your people as you go into this collaborative approach, especially if you're an aggressive leader and you're kind of the my way or the highway. When I say jump, you say how high. You got to come off that horse and you got to create this collaboration. This is what's going to drive engagement. It's what's going to drive endearment and it's good business. And remember, asking these questions, it's just a first step. It's equally important to listen to their responses, acknowledge the feedback, and take appropriate action to address concerns because ultimately what we're trying to do is make improvements. Collaborative feedback is most effective when it leads to positive change, when it leads to growth for both the person that you're leading and the team as a whole. The individual is right. The team will be right. As we wrap up today's episode, remember that leadership is not about having all the answers. It's impossible for you to do that. What it is about is it's about creating an environment where everyone's insights and talents can shine for the greater good of the team. Here's my questions as we close out. As a leader, do you utilize collaborative feedback with your team currently? What's your scorecard on that? If not, you should commit to starting and use our show notes with all these questions uh, baked into that to help you build your strategy. Uh, Put it on your legal pad, print it out, whatever it might be to get our show notes. Go to jeffhancher.com, right at the homepage, right at the bottom, sign up. You get them emailed to you weekly, right in your inbox. Great for training, great for your own leadership development. If you are giving collaborative feedback, how can you get even better? Because maybe you are collaborating by asking questions, but are you asking the right questions to the right people? Always challenge yourself to get better. Collaborative feedback is the key to unlocking your team's fullest potential. Appreciate you all joining today. If you're enjoying this series on feedback, don't keep it a secret. It would mean the world to me if you would simply share this podcast with another leader in your network that you know wants to make bigger impact because it's this feedback that will drive change. Make sure that you join us next week. I'm going to be discussing the common mistakes that leaders make when giving feedback and how to avoid it. Until then, keep leading well. Keep helping others reach their potential and keep turning the pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead, inspire, win.